Let's all be really real with each other. Raise your hand if you feel like you're running out of motivation and optimism at this point in the calendar year. Mm-hmm. Yep, my hand went up. And if you are being real and raw with yourself and maybe other listeners, your hand went up as well. Which is why it is the perfect time for this two quick tips episode. I've invited my friend Caitlin of EB Academics to share some insight in the power of positivity in our profession and how mindfulness can play a role in that. I know that we hear a lot about positivity and maybe even mindfulness is a bit of a buzzword these days, but I think that we need some positivity in the profession during a pandemic probably more now than mm, in history. Now, this was actually recorded prior to COVID-19, but as I was re-listening to it the other day, I thought, what? Go! We need those ideas right now. So I'm re-releasing it. It's never actually been on this podcast, but I did a video interview with Caitlin not too long ago. And so here we are, living this teacher life, needing a little bit of ideas on positivity and self-care because those can make a huge difference in our career. If this is your first time listening to the This Teacher Life podcast, welcome! So pumped you are here. At the end of the episode, if you're digging it, go ahead and leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. I would love to hear your thoughts on this audio enjoyment. But for right now, let's get going on this episode with Caitlin. Only in our world is this normal. It's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. that I think we all need to hear. We hear a lot about self-care, but I think we're going to come at it from a different angle because this is kind of your jam. And we were talking (laughs) before off camera and I love the lens that we are going to talk about this through. So thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to share this with people and really hope people can walk away with actionable strategies that they can use to make their lives better help them with um, just that self-care that we were talking about, but Mm -hmm. in a different capacity that I think a lot of us as teachers really, really need in our lives. Yes. Yeah. Because we hear the term self-care a lot. And then I think we also hear the term mindfulness a lot in terms of how we can use that in the classroom. But when you hear the term mindfulness, what does that mean for you as a teacher for other teachers? Yeah. So mindfulness for me as a teacher, for other teachers, I want teachers to understand that 
practicing mindfulness for themselves, not in their classroom for their students, like you were saying, but for themselves creates just a huge transformation in who you are as a teacher, but also who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like we as teachers take so many emotions home with us when we leave the classroom. We care about our students so much and and mindfulness doesn't take that away, Mm -hmm. but it allows you to kind of separate those emotions from the classroom. And when, when I leave at the end of the day at 3.15, 3.30, I'm able to leave those emotions there and yep. be a person and mm-hmm. be happy and be present at home with my family and my husband and my son. And I'm not doing the same things that I used to do when I was a first year or second year teacher and just carrying all of that baggage home with me, yeah. which I think a lot of us do. Absolutely. Cause it is, it is so hard to separate what happens from like seven in the morning until like three 30. And then you come home, like you're still wearing that teacher mindset uh-huh. and it's just, it kind of becomes part of us. So what can we do to kind of help, uh, help ourselves in using mindfulness as that platform? Yeah, absolutely. So there are, are two things I want to share. Um, the first thing is, is kind of basic, but I think it's really important that we we do this on a consistent basis. And so we actually, a little bit of background information first. At my school, we have a mindfulness teacher that comes in every cool. Tuesday, and she spends a half an hour with all of the grade levels. And so when she comes into our eighth grade classroom, I see it as like, this is my time too, to mm-hmm. practice mindfulness, to get in my mindful pose, to go through the strategies and exercises that she does with the students. Cause I see they get a lot from it, but it really is that Tuesday, just a huge part of my life that has made my life better. Yeah. And so a few of the things that I want to share with you come from that. So I'm not like this mindfulness expert by any means, but I've just experienced it yeah. in my own life and I want people to have that too. Yeah. Um, so the first strategy is to really practice speaking kindly to yourself. Mm-hmm. So as teachers, I don't know about you, but I am a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I always want everything to be fabulous and to be the best teacher. And sometimes that's just not possible. Mm-hmm. And we get into this mindset of, of talking down to ourselves or yeah. kind of cutting ourselves down and being mean to ourselves. And we talk to ourselves in a way that we would never think to talk to somebody else that mm-hmm. we care about and that we love. Right. And we need to, to treat ourselves with that kindness, with that love. Mm-hmm. So I have a mantra that I have say to myself every morning and throughout the day, if I'm having a hard time Mm -hmm. and it is, you are strong, you are smart and your students want to learn from you. And that's something that I just love it. It's so powerful. And I feel like that's really had such a positive impact on me. And it's just Mm -hmm. like this simple thing that I repeat to myself, but it's a positive thing that I'm saying time and time again. Mm -hmm. So I think if teachers can find an area where they struggle or they feel like they need just a little bit of extra love Mm -hmm. to come up with their own mantra, write it. I know it's lame kind of sounding, but like write it on your mirror and say it to yourself in the morning and be, get in the habit of saying it on a consistent basis because it really has had a profound effect on me throughout this school year. Yes. Just that little mantra. Girl, it's not lame at all. In fact, <laughs> as we're talking and you say this, it's incredible because on my mirror in my bathroom, I have my mantra taped to it and it says, I am happy. I am healthy. I am fit. 
I am faithful. I am chainless. I am changed. And I love every it. Every single morning I see that and I'm brushing my teeth. And there are some mornings where I don't feel happy. Yes. I, I don't, I don't feel changed. I don't feel, I don't feel those things, but it's that positive self-talk yeah. that really gets you in the right place to go and crush it in your classroom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you do have to be in that right place to be a good teacher, to do a good job. You can't bring that, those negative feelings that you have about yourself mm-hmm. into your classroom because I think it really impacts you yes. and it impacts your ability to impact your students in a positive way. So yeah. if they see us treating ourselves kindly, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they'll start to treat themselves kindly, yes. especially in today's day and age with so many things that teenagers are dealing with. I don't middle school, you know, it was a yeah. very difficult time. Right. And for them to see me love myself, I think is so much more powerful than me telling them to love themselves. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, that's a great tip. I feel so good knowing other teachers have mantras. Yes. Yes. I love it. I would love for everyone to share their mantras with us. That would be really cool. Yes. That would be awesome. (laughs) If you, if you are, are connected to this on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, comment below with your mantra. That would be really cool to just see everyone's kind of come in. Totally. And inspire other people who maybe don't have one at the top of their head that they can come up with, that they can see ours and kind of take some ideas and make their own. Love it. All right, cool. Cool. What's tip number two? Yes. So that's tip number one. That's like I said, a little bit basic. This one is a little bit more challenging and really is a part of kind of that mindfulness practice. So the goal of mindfulness is really to reach kind of this level of what they call equanimity, which is this calm, calm level where we deal with our emotions in a different way than maybe we're used to dealing with our emotions. Mm -hmm. So At school, you know, there, there's so much going on and I don't know if maybe you have experienced the same things, but when the first, you know, four or five years that I was teaching, I was stressed out. I was upset. I was frustrated. I had major anxiety, which led to a little bit of depression. Mm -hmm. And I actually left teaching. I quit in March. I was like, I can't do it anymore. It's, it's taking a toll on my health, on my Mm -hmm. mental health. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So implementing this idea of of equanimity and really trying, and I'll I'll explain it in just a second, how to do that, but Mm -hmm. has had a profound effect on my life in such a positive way Mm -hmm. that one, I'm a better teacher and two, I love teaching. I go to school now with just such a different feeling, such a different vibe than I ever did before. Mm -hmm. And so I know a lot of teachers are possibly struggling with what I used to feel, that they maybe feel that same exact way now. Mm -hmm. And so how do we help others get here, right? That transformation to loving teaching the way that we always thought we would when we were in undergrad or graduate school. Yeah, yeah. So equanimity teaches you to deal with your emotions from a different standpoint. So to acknowledge your emotions. So let's say that I'm in a situation at school that is really upsetting me. Practicing mindfulness with that emotion, I would I would sit down in what they call your mindful pose. So you have your two feet on the ground and you either place your hands on your chest or on your stomach, um, mm-hmm. or you can even place it over your mouth so you can feel your breath. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the first part of it. But then 
closing your eyes and welcoming that emotion in. I know this is a little like woo woo, but it really is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But welcoming that emotion like into your mind, sitting with that emotion of frustration or anger and actually feeling what that feels like physically in your body. Mm-hmm. So where does the anger get me? Like in my chest, maybe my chest feels really tight or in mm-hmm. my stomach, my stomach's in knots. So physically what that emotion I'm sitting with, how that's making my body feel and my body react. Mm-hmm. And by focusing on the physical reaction to it, I'm able to not be dwelling on what made me mad in the first place, the sequence of events that led yeah. up to that feeling. Yeah. I'm just welcoming that feeling. I'm not passing judgment on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at myself for getting frustrated. It's a feeling. I'm going to let it be. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, I'm able to move past that feeling faster. So it's not impacting me in the same way that if, if I was reactive to it and got really mad at the person I'm working with, I stormed off and that's a totally different experience than experiencing the motion, letting it go and looking back at the situation from an objective standpoint Mm -hmm. and being able to maybe learn something from that experience that made you feel that way. Yeah. So it's it's really about getting like to the core of it, taking out all those, those variables and all the other emotions and like, let's just get to the core of like where we're at in this moment. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And so I actually experienced this the other day. So I can give you a real life example of yeah. what this would look like for you as a teacher in your in your life. So uh, one of the teachers at my school said something to me that I felt she was attacking the way I taught. Okay. And I'm sure that happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as perfectionists. We're like, no, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me mad. And uh-huh. I was, I was upset. And so I walked away and I went into my classroom and I sat down, I got in my mindful pose. I closed my eyes. I sat with my emotion. I experienced how I felt. I let it go. And then I was able to look at what she said objectively because mm-hmm. my emotion was gone. Now my emotion yeah. was out of the equation. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? She has a really good point. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take what she said and I'm going to implement it into my teaching practice and I'm going to be a better teacher because of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I had reacted, stormed off and was sitting in my classroom, mad at her, making up stories about who knows what, you know, your mind goes into this storytelling mode Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have improved my practice as a teacher. Yeah. And I would have been mad leaving school that day. Mm -hmm. And so it really has just been a totally different experience dealing with things that frustrate me, that make me feel good too. You can do this practice with good feelings as well. It's not just for negative feelings. Um, But it's had a profound impact on my life. Just doing that. It's very simple. (laughs) No, and it totally makes sense because education is such an emotional profession. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're not careful, those emotions start leveraging other parts of our life in a not positive way and so this yes this is a great way to kind of just get centered and and like you said look at things objectively mm-hmm. instead of like like overreacting almost in those moments yes yes cool. yes absolutely that interview i think was so simple but also substantially changed the way that i've just been thinking about some things that are happening like right now in this covid era I think oftentimes because of the stress and the overwhelm, we don't see things objectively. We are so emotional right now, which is normal, but those emotions 
aren't actually causing us to be proactive about things. We're definitely living in a reactive time. So I wonder if we can take everything that Caitlin just gave to us and apply it to our current teaching situation. What would that do for us? I think the power that it could create would just be a game changer for us. Another game changer that I think that that's going to create so much positivity as we get ourselves into 2021 is an opportunity that I'm just insanely excited about. The awesome conference for teachers is going virtual this January. If you've never heard of the awesome conference for teachers, it is a conference series that I own and operate and speak at to basically create an amazing environment for teachers to learn and grow. And obviously because we aren't able to do that in person this year, I wanted to make sure that teachers like us were still getting the professional development that we deserve right now. So let's do it. Let's be proactive about positivity. Let's have some engaging, energetic professional development. Let's get signed up for the awesome conference online. You can go to monicagenta.com slash awesomecon. I'll put the link in the show notes, but this one day virtual conference is going to absolutely put you in the right mindset. It is going to give you that self-care that you need to be your best as a human and for your teachers in 2021. Go ahead and head on over to monicagenta.com slash awesomecon. Again, it's in the show notes. Get signed up. Your principal is totally going to want to pay for it for you because it is at an affordable teacher price. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed Caitlin's positive insights on mindfulness and self-care. I hope we meet again within another episode of This Teacher Life or we meet together during the awesome con that is going virtual. But most importantly, I say it at the end of every every episode and I, I truly stink and mean it. I want to thank you, really, truly thank you for living this teacher life.